Gonzaga Nation SI, the Gonzaga Nation Media Network, Adam Morrison, Dan Dickow. We're going to break down a little bit of the upcoming matchup with the Crimson Tide of Alabama. Big game Saturday. Gonzaga travels. It's not an on-campus game, which I wish it was because I think that would add a little bit more to the excitement. But it's in Birmingham, about 45 minutes to an hour outside of Tuscaloosa. Adam, you've played in a lot of big neutral site games. You've played in a lot of big on-campus games. Do you like the fact that this game is in a neutral site, although it's so close to Alabama's campus? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I've played in, like you said, we played a big one against Oklahoma State when I was uh, a sophomore, played in, uh, what's the Ford Arena or whatever in Oklahoma City or whatever it used to be called. Um, to me, it didn't really matter. It, it's obviously, you're going to... Um, whoever's geographically closer, they're going to have the the home court advantage. So, I mean, it, it didn't really matter to me, I guess. Well, th this is a return game from last year, the battle in Seattle. Yeah. Um, so neutral, it, neutral. Yeah. yeah, neutral, neutral. And then Gonzaga's got that series with Kentucky where a couple are at home, a couple are neutral sites. Yeah. Uh, what do you remember about this Alabama team from a season ago? Because they're playing a similar style. They've just got a few new pieces. Yeah, uh, super uh, guard-heavy run up and down the floor, space you out, uh, play extremely fast defensively, uh, kind of climb up India, but not uh, at the peril of, you know, laning out too much. Um, that game that we played in Seattle was, I mean, they beat the crap out of us. There was no other way to put it. The game was over at halftime, even though the score wasn't saying that. It was like, holy cow. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this is a very good basketball team. This is a great opportunity for us to try to get one more um, resume type win. Obviously, St. Mary's is good. BYU is always in that category as well, talking about going into the conference. But this is kind of our last um, chance to get a you know resume type quad one uh, type win. So it's a big it's a big challenge for us. This team is very good. Uh, we talked off air, but we just might as well talk about it now. They, they're super analytical. They shoot a lot of threes. I think in one game I saw they shot 37 or 30, 34 yeah. or 37, which is crazy. But if you make 13 to 15 of them, you can blow, blow people out and effective field goal percentage, all the analytics stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how we react um, to that style. And then, you know, most of the guys from last year were on, on the floor during that game and when we got our asses kicked. So... It, hopefully they have that in the back of their mind and play harder. Yeah, they definitely took it to Gonzaga last year in Seattle. And they play such a unique style. You touched on it. It's <clears throat> it's literally, and I've gotten to know Coach Oates a little bit over the last few years because I called a Buffalo game when he was a head coach there. And you would actually like this story because I know like you like the underdog. So he's the head coach at Buffalo. They're about to play Arizona in the NCAA tournament. I'm calling the games for Westwood One Radio, and and we have like a 30-minute media session with just our radio crew and him, and we're sitting in the back before we record our interview. And we're just talking basketball, and I'm, and I'm asking him about his team and, and different things that they do. And he, and he looked me dead in the eyes. He goes, we're winning this basketball game tomorrow. Mm. And I looked at him, and I said, really? He goes, Yeah. Man to man, you go down our roster, we are better basketball players than Arizona. We're going to beat them tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, this is this is coach speak. He's being ex excited for his guys yeah. in the NCAA tournament. But, you know, he gave me a lot of reasons as to why and things like, hey, well, DeAndre Ayton can't guard a pick and roll. He's going to be in a pick and roll all night long where he, he's either going to switch and we have a guard on him or he's going to have to recover to a pop and a three guy. Um, because they had a four and a five that picked and popped because they spaced it. 
And lo and behold, like six, seven minutes into the game, I'm like, good Lord. He's right. Like Arizona just couldn't hang hang with them because they spaced the floor. As you said, they shoot a ton of threes. They want to get in the paint. If you don't collapse, they shoot layups. If you collapse, it's either draw fouls, get to the free throw line, or spray it out to other shooters, and then attack a closeout. It's a fun style. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely the modern basketball per se and he's obviously having a lot of success ranked fourth in the country they just beat houston number one team so um you know it's probably a team that should win the sec like so like i said it's going to be a, a great challenge for us but it can we um you know notch one more um, good win for us going into um you know january february march but down the road that's going to be a, a win if we can get it that will help for seeding so with with how the game has slightly changed with the analytics and the focus on the three now I don't think you're going to take this the wrong way, but you were a good shooter, but mm-hmm. you weren't married to the three-point no. line and searching it out in a great three-point shooter. You had like, you know, the the wonderful pull-ups, mm-hmm. the, you know, bump off, kind of spin back, crossover back and go the other direction to, to a 15-footer. What, what, what would your attack mindset be if you had a coach that only wanted threes and layups? Well, obviously you adjust to, to to get on the floor, but I mean, if they're good shots, um, you have to take them within the context of the offense. I mean, I experienced it a little bit in Europe. You've seen it, you know, guys break, get by a guy and it's like, oh, layup, and then they sprayed out. And then when you first watch it, you're like, that's a bad play. But, um, you know, analytically, it's the right shot. Now, taking away, uh, I think uh, – probably 10 years taking away the mid-range jump shot and this just the skill of that for for youth basketball has been bad because it's you watch some like au games or even high school games like kids can't make an 18 footer they can't make an eight footer <laughs> yeah or you know and it, but sometimes it's like literally the shot that's presented to you and it's not a bad shot it's in the context of the offense shot clocks winding down blah 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 <clears throat> so you know i obviously i'd be fine with it um with a staff but my style obviously wasn't that uh you know analytic like the only guy we ever told a bunch to shoot you know that volume of threes was they told Derek Ravio my junior year to shoot 10 a game and that was wild to think that, those numbers back then were astronomical yeah it was like wild and now it's like if you have a guy that can shoot at that clip it's like yeah you should probably why take in a 17 footer mm-hmm. just get to 199 or whatever it is now and mm-hmm. shoot it um, so it's weird. Like the kid we played last night uh, for Northern Illinois, um, his first game he shot twenty threes when he joined them. The Coit, the little point. <laughs> yeah, guard. David Coit. Yeah, yeah. He shot twenty threes in a game, and okay, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> freedom. Back, but yeah, back then it would be like you probably get punched in the face in the locker room unless you were making them. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? It's a bad shot, but not now. I mean, it, it, guys have gotten more skilled, and it's, it's become more of a you know, like you said, an analytic driven. Um, you know, factor or, or, you know, the mindset of the team is, all right, effective field goal percentage, we could shoot 40, 40 from three, but really it's like 47 overall, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to play for a coach like that, but it, it, it is weird watching some games and especially at the younger levels, even college, you're like, why doesn't that guy just shoot a 16-footer? He's wide open. And yeah. It's like it should be a, a makeable shot and guys just don't, they just go all the way to the basket or they shoot a three. And I think that's one thing that I think the game will trend back to, at least I hope it does, it trends back to, hey, take the best available shot. You you can still really focus in and try to get those threes and those paint touch layups, but 
take what's what's presented. Well, I think I think it, it has regressed a little bit to the mean, a little bit as far as like even if you watch the NBA, like not everybody jacks threes as much anymore. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's kind of slowed down. Like, all right, we need to, you know, you need to be able to make an eight footer because <laughs> um, they're going to take it away. And and you know, like, and the counter to that is always like, well, the Warriors always shot the best in the league from two. Yeah, you know, what I mean, well, they just shoot threes. Like, well, actually, and they would show the stats, be like, we shoot like sixty-five percent or whatever from two. So, go ahead and lane out on us, and we'll just get mm-hmm. sixty. You know, and then we'll and we win. So, there is a counter to you know just jacking up threes. It's obviously taking, like you said, the best available shot, and knocking them down. So, Coach Oates at Alabama is a is an interesting story. It's it's fun to follow and track because he was coaching high school like. 10, 11 years ago in Detroit, uh, won a couple state championships. Then Bobby Hurley took him to Buffalo. Bobby Hurley heads to Arizona State. He takes it over, and then he's now at, at, at Alabama. But, you know, it makes me think that there's a lot of great coaches that nobody knows about, whether mm-hmm. they're an AAU t- coach, program director, mm-hmm. although I will say there's far fewer really good AAU yeah, uh, coaches, but there are some good ones out there. But then there's a lot of really good high school coaches and then small college coaches that nobody knows about. Yeah. <clears throat> give give me maybe an example of a, of a great high school coach or maybe a, a lower college level coach that, that you think has done a tremendous job or maybe impacted you and in, in how you look at the game. Well, I, you know, just locally, obviously, <clears throat> you know, this is going to be a Spokane reference, but like Wayne Gillum is a legend here. Um, you know, coached at Ferris for years, won a couple state titles. There are probably multiple, but I know of two of least and um, got to a bunch of state t- title uh, final games as well. So Wayne Gillum, obviously Glenn Williams, who coached me, um, and then I, the guy that I always was always impressed with, another local one, was Matt Logie, who was at Whitworth. Yeah. And he was a D3 coach and analytical, too, and I'd go watch their games. They just ran good stuff. The, the vibe was always good. Um, I think he moved on to a D2 job, but it was like <clears throat> this guy could coach Division One somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And part of that is, uh, you know, I, I'm not speaking for his situation, but, like, sometimes it's luck of the draw, like – the coaching tree you're attached to if that guy doesn't succeed then you get buried somewhere else you know what i'm saying and yep. a lot of it's luck um but uh yeah there's there's plenty of good you know coaches like if you ever watch like the d2 national championship that's always on cbs yep. and you see you're like how's this guy's grinding out here you know like if you're an ad somewhere like i'm going to those programs and like be like hey do you want to take like a mid-level d1 job and see if you can turn it around and it would be a stepping stone for you but it would help us as well and we don't have to pay you much you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that's what i would do um but well no that's those are a couple of really good points the on matt logie i 100 percent agree mm-hmm. uh, you know i was at many games at whitworth as well he's at point loma now yeah, division loma. two yep. um but his grandpa was a legendary high school coach on the west side mercer island mm. so he's kind of always had that coaching background to him yeah but then you talked about a division two team in the in the title game well i've called the radio championship game uh for d2 about three or four times and northwest missouri state remember this name ben mccollum mm-hmm. he might be the best offensive coach that is not in division one basketball or that you haven't heard of yeah the way that they play is is selfless the spacing is perfect um if you get a few down time a few down minutes just google northwest missouri state some of the offensive possessions you'll be like man that is fun yeah, the way they basketball. play it's unbelievable Sweet. so well uh here we go we're up against the clock gonzaga at alabama uh in birmingham i guess last thing gonzaga wins this game or no 
I think uh, they have a very good opportunity. Drew Timmy's got to play fantastic. Obviously, our perimeter guy's got to make shots. Um, you can beat a team like that if you take away the three ball and you know make them put it on the floor. I think part of it from last year's game was just energy and toughness, and I think our guys' antennas will be up. I think Gonzaga has a great shot to, to win it, to be honest. Yeah, I think they're trending back in the right direction. Yeah. I think the toughness factor uh, has definitely improved because of that gauntlet that they played. Mm -hmm. And I was at practice a few days ago. Coach Fuse has their attention now. Yeah. And you know they get through finals. It's all Alabama preparing when they get down there. So for Adam Morrison, Dan Dickow, this is Gonzaga Nation SI on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network.